Happy Sunday and welcome to Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B, here to provide you with your favorite way to start the week. Every Sunday, we explore new topics and dive into conversations that matter and some that truly do not. Tune in each week to smile, learn something new, and join your favorite brunch gang. Let's get into it. What's up, you guys? Happy Sunday and welcome back to Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B. And today, there is no reason for the B other than I be here. You know what I'm saying? I be here. And also, I do be in the same outfit I was in like two weeks ago, <laughs> um, which is fine. But I actually, these are my pajamas. These are my Petula, the Petula ribbed lounge sets that I literally won't shut the hell up about. But the comfort level... When I get out of bed, like I've been trying to change my clothing in the morning, right? Like put my makeup on, change my clothes. Like I want to start doing those things because I do genuinely feel like it just sets you up for a better day. Like I don't, I don't believe you have to wear makeup every day. Like I love clean skin. I love clear skin. I love skin skin, right? But I have noticed there is an elevated feeling of taking that time to put on makeup, whether it's just like mascara, a little bit of brow, some blush. And it just elevates you. Like you just feel put together. You've also simultaneously taken time for yourself. So I feel like a mixture of trying to make these things a little bit more of like my normal routine is kind of important to me right now, especially also with just in general being pregnant. Like I want to take that extra time while I like literally have it to put myself together. So when I wake up in the morning and I have on this outfit, no matter the color, because I absolutely bought every color. I just don't want to take it off. And it's not in the sense of like, oh, like I'm lazy. I don't want to like put my clothes on yet or whatever. It's like, I just, I wake up, I do my makeup, skincare, et cetera. And I just genuinely do still feel comfortable. So I'm sitting here, I'm wearing the like heathered gray, um, which I've worn probably the most. I don't really know why. I think I it just, it's one of those that ends up on the top of my pile because I wash it, it's fresh and then I pull it off. Why are we like this? Why are we like this? Like, if you guys have any tips for how you, like, fuck toy rotation, how do I clothes rotate? You know, like, toy rotation for kids is one thing, but how do I wear different outfits? Because I find myself gravitating towards the same things that end up at the top of my laundry pile. Relatable. So if someone has a house hack for that, let me know. Um, And I'm not someone who also lays out my clothes in the, like, before the next day, besides if I have, like, a 5 a.m. flight. I'm not one of those girls either. Like I, I go off my vibe that morning. So if I wake up in the morning and I'm not feeling that outfit I picked out last night, it's not going to work out for me in nine out of 10 times. It's not going to work out for me. So I just don't do it. So let's talk about clothes rotation. Okay. But regardless, I am in the same outfit as always. You can use Des B for 5% off. There actually is also something very exciting coming in March for Petula, just leveling up this year. I know quite a bit of like what's coming for 20 in 2024 for Petula. And it's awesome. It's awesome. And you know, P is for punctual because they're showing up when I need them. You know what I'm saying? But I will say I've been so pissed and I've been in a pissy mood every time I receive clothing because it just doesn't hit right when you're pregnant. Like it's It's just not the same when you see the modeling photos of the girls 
and they look snatched and just like beautiful, curvy, amazing. Pregnancy bellies are, it's a different beast. You know, you're constantly changing. You're constantly getting bigger. There's no such thing as getting smaller until postpartum. And everything, the way it lays on your body is also 10 times different. So like my bra sizes keep changing, or at least like my comfort level keeps changing. My legging sizes keep, you know, I'm like, oh, like I'm not like still a small, but like I can fit into a small, like I'm kind of a medium, but maybe a large, like it's so annoying to do. And it's such a first world problem. But when I see these girls be looking snatched and fine, I'm like, man, if only I had, I hate using the term my body back, but like if I was just my normal like self, these clothes would be fitting even better. Okay. So Paragon's coming. Oh my gosh. The Paragon launch. I almost shed a tear when I thought about my pregnancy body. <laughs> and again, only because of sizing. I was like, oh my God, like why can I hope these colors can come back when I'm like my normal size again. Uh, whatever you, you win some, you lose some, but I hope right now from my pregnant moms out there, I can give y'all a little bit of a look of maybe if you want to treat yourself in pregnancy, where to do it, you know, and what looks good and what fits best and you know, all that. So there's a time and a place, you know, so new Paragon, new, look, we're doing our launches early. Sorry. We just kind of rolled into it from rolling out of bed. New, new Petula, new Paragon's coming, new Buff Bunny's coming. We'll chat more in a second, but happy Sunday. Thank you guys so much. First and foremost, for the feedback from last episode, a lot of great comments, a lot of great DMS. Um, I appreciate it so much. Kind of, we talked about, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, TLDR, we talked about brunch with Desby rebranding and even saying that like breaks my heart because brunch with Desby, like it, this is going to be our fourth year, you know, it, that's a long time. It's a lot of episodes. There's a lot of time. It's a lot of chatting. It's a lot of growth. A lot of life has happened. I mean, I started my first episode. I recorded my first episode right before I found out I was pregnant with Maddox. And then once it went live, you guys had found out then like two weeks after my first episode that I was pregnant. So it takes me back to literally pre-kids, you know, where this was what I wanted to do. So it really sucked to like think about, and it still sucks to think about, but at the end of the day, Number one, never hang your head on something that you've tried and it just didn't work out the way that you thought because something great still came of it. Number two, don't be afraid to still try something new. And number three, worst case, you come back to, you know, what you had. So I have thought, you know, I'm like, do I keep this podcast and then just like rebrand it as in like change the name or do I genuinely just keep brunch with Desby still separate, but it'll obviously show like no uploads. You know what I'm saying? So I think I probably would just start fresh to where the good news is if I ever wanted to pick back up with brunch with Desby, y'all would get a notification right away that I dropped a new episode. You're going to be shook. And it's going to be like, I'm back, you know, whatever. So if you ever abandon something that again, was like a plan of yours or whatever, whether it's a podcast or something way more serious, you can always come back. And I think the same thing goes for, I always get a lot of questions of people knowing that I've moved a lot. Would you suggest like, if I wanted to move out of state, like, is it worth it? You know, whatever. Every time I've moved, I've come back wherever I've wanted, you know? And it doesn't mean you're going to come back with buckets of money. I mean, it costs money to move, but as long as you always have a safety reserve of what if this happens and I want to move right away, or I want to go back home, you can always make it happen. And according to like hitchhiker shows and shit, 
you can definitely get home with like $0 too, if you really wanted to. So I think that, you know, take the risk, take the leap, which I did with brunch with Desby. Here I am. I have a great community. I love you guys. I'm still talking to you weekly. It's not like we would be quitting. Um, and I don't know when this transition would take place, you know, whatever. So it's just something I wanted to throw out there. So it wasn't like, so you weren't so blindsided if it happened, but I would probably wean this podcast off, like do a couple months, just two episodes and then kind of just do like one episode, you know, and then just do our other podcast. So it's been sad. It's been sad. Cause I, I don't want to say I feel like a failure, but I just had, I just had really high hopes for what this podcast would do and things just changed and things never happened and things never came into fruition. And that's okay. You know, I don't have resources that a lot of people do, you know, a lot of a lot of people nowadays will like go viral on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, grow their platform astronomically. Some company will pick them up and then push them to the top, right? Like I've never had that happen to me and that's fine because I, I don't think I could handle it. Like they say, God will never give you anything you can handle. As much as I don't use the God part, I, w- I would also say, if, you know, if you were given something that you're really wanting right now, you probably wouldn't be ready for it. And I think that's very true in a lot of places of my life. I'm very chaotic right now. Um, it's just my stage of life being a mother, young kids. It, there's just a lot going on and a lot of things that I might be like, Oh, I wish I had that. It's like, I, I don't think I do. I don't think I do. So but yeah, that's okay. It's okay. As I start crying. No, I'm just kidding. So let's take a sip of water. Whatever you guys got on you today. I just have Meyer water. I actually forgot my hydro jug upstairs, but I'm parched. Hmm. God, I hate drinking number one from not a straw, to be honest. And number two, just from a bottle, I've become very privileged with my hydro drug. No real moving update other than the fact that we have, we have gone through a lot of stuff. We're still like not packed at all. Nope. Not packed at all. You know, (laughs) I will say we're not going like out of state like we did before. So like when we moved from Ohio to Michigan, it was a five hour drive. We could leave nothing behind. You know what I mean? Like it was like, it was our one shot to get all of our shit out of the house. Now with this, we obviously have possession of both homes. So we're able to kind of like make trips, drop stuff off, spend the night, come back, make another trip, drop stuff off. So it's, it doesn't feel as stressful in that way. But I am someone who it's like, if I'm going to get it done, I want to get it done in one day. Genuinely, we, we won't get it done in one day. Like, there's no way. Um, and it's not even that we have a ton of stuff. It's just the amount of room that this stuff takes up. Um, and we're really trying to eliminate the need for, like, a huge U-Haul truck or something. You know, like, we're really trying to do it without having to rent a bunch of stuff or pay movers. So, yeah, that's just, like, a little update here. I'm looking around, and I'm like, yeah, you would not know that we're moving, and a couple weeks. So a lot of stuff we are tossing, donating, selling, offloading, like everything is going somewhere, but it's just not done. You know, (laughs) love that for me. So let's see, there was not a ton of social media news this week, pop culture news that I kept up with. Sometimes like as much as I love delivering y'all the fucking tea, Sometimes it fucking rots my brain. Like 
sometimes diving too deep into pop culture is not like good for me or really I would say anyone. Like I think if you, like I respect people like E! News, Dumois, is it Dumois? Sorry, Dumois. Pop culture like Paris Hilton or Perez, sorry, Perez Hilton. People who report on stuff. I commend them because it's a lot of work. But I think that's the exact thing is like you're doing the most work to stay up to date on other people's lives. And I just don't think it's good for your mental health to like constantly be almost virtually, right? Worried about other people. So sometimes I can't even take in news like, you know, week to week because I'm just like, I, I'm trying to live. I'm trying to survive through this week. So I don't have a ton of pop culture news. The few things that pop up in my mind is that we had the Golden Globes. No, the People's, just the People's Choice. Did we have two shows? I know we had the People's Choice Awards. I thought we had the Golden Globes or something. I don't know. I just feel like I saw Margot Robbie extra dressed up. But regardless, Taylor Swift won like every People's Choice Award. People were so fucking pissed in comment sections about, oh, well, Beyonce didn't win. Beyonce didn't win. Okay. Hot fucking take. Not even hot take. This is just pure facts. Besides a Renaissance tour, besides Beyonce's little, like, I would call them like pop up albums, like that we've seen over the years, she's kind of like not been doing anything since Single Ladies, since If I Were a Boy, since Ring the Alarm. You know, like that was her last, in my opinion. And again, I don't follow her deeply, but like that was her last big moment, right? And then she took off this time. She became a mother. She became a mother again. She's married. Like, she's got shit going on. She's featured in a few uh, music videos, a few songs. Like, okay, go off. She hasn't done anything. No offense. Like, it's fine. I'm just stating facts. Then you look at someone like, in this case, who won Taylor Swift. This bitch hasn't missed a fucking step besides about two years when she was in a cabin fucking depressed writing two albums, okay? So outside of that, She's been in the light. She's been present for 15 years of her whole like experience as an artist. So in comparison, fan base, okay, you have Taylor Swift fans right now who are also on a high, like we're at the highest high of being a Swifty. I would argue Beyonce fans are there with us, like the Renaissance fans, the the crew is there as well. No one can beat Swifties. They can't, like you just can't, the... The fandom is another level. I just don't even think people will ever comprehend unless you physically are one and you see you're involved in it. But Beyonce just doesn't have the same fan base. And also the amount of people that were pissed in the comments, number one, are people that I guarantee you didn't vote. Okay, how are you going to be pissed about a People's Choice Award when you didn't vote? It's just like the presidents and shit. How are you, how dare you be mad about a presidential election you can be mad but speak on it to like make a to make an actual comment about how pissed you are when you didn't vote like when you didn't do your part and a lot of people are like well my vote wouldn't matter it's like but it does at the end of the day it does because if you say oh my vote doesn't matter so I don't vote and then they say oh my vote doesn't doesn't matter so I don't vote there's already two people and you think that happens to millions of people right so anyways it would just it just drove me insane to see people bitch about Beyonce when it was like, then do better, be better fans, love her more, you know? Oh my God. It had, you know what I mean? It has nothing to do with people's choice word has nothing to do with the, the people in most cases. I mean, they they tend to be the most well-known people, right? But like 
it's it's the one thing that people control, right? <laughs> so it may, it that did make me laugh in pop culture this week. I was like, are you guys brain dead? Like, do you guys realize how this works? It's crazy. So um, outside of that, there wasn't much. Again, that really stuck out to me. Selena and Benny Blanco getting cozy, just very uncomfortable to me. I'm going to just call it what it is. There is something off. There's something off on that for me. And again, does my opinion matter? One fucking lick? Absolutely not. Because I will also tell you, I have no idea the life that they're living. I'm only viewing from the smallest of smallest binoculars where I will get zero understanding of their life. So I'm just being an asshole and assuming. But it takes one person. It takes a special person to admit that. Okay, that special person is in fact me. So yeah, other than that, I just kind of relaxed this week. Wyatt was gone with the kids. Um, Again, we're kind of recapping the past weekend, but I got some time by myself. I spent some time with my family. We packed. I fucking bawled my eyes out moving the boys' rooms or like packing stuff up. Oh my gosh, it was, it was bad. I was like, is this, is this really that sad or am I just genuinely so hormonal as well that it made it feel 10 times worse? It just felt so heavy. Oh my gosh, it was just treacherous. And even having to put them, like still rock them to bed and stuff in their rooms being like, you know, close to bare. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, I'm just so sad, but I can't wait to make new memories and we will, right? So (laughs) everything else though is going really good. Baby's good. It's so weird. I don't have anything to report to you guys because I don't have like appointments and stuff, which is again, just such a relieving, crazy feeling. I still, I'm still genuinely not over it. So if I mention it every episode, honestly, just let me do it. Okay. Just push fast forward 15 seconds or whatever. Like let me talk about it because it's such a big fucking deal for me. And it honestly deserves to be, it deserves its moment. I just, I'm just so happy. Every time I, I feel it kick, I'm just head over heels, happy to know that it's just, this is what normal feels like. And again, I would argue I had a quote, normal pregnancy with Maddox until I went preterm. But again, I was so fearful. Number one, your first pregnancy is just full of so much anxiety. You have no idea what's what's new, what you're supposed to feel. What does it feel like? What is this? What is that? What's this pain? What's this ache? And then on top of COVID, I was just consistently living in fear that I was going to get so sick. And like, I didn't, we didn't know. We didn't know what COVID was. Now it's like not even talked about. It's like basically the flu. So they scared the shit out of us back in 2020, as we I can't think we can all agree, um, at least those who didn't need to like worry as hard with all due respect. So um, here we are and I'm just cruising. So it's awesome. No, no real updates besides that. The baby is just like kicking a ton, which is super cool. It still makes me kind of nauseous. I will say that like feeling something kick inside view is really weird. And sometimes if you sit and you really think about children and how they're made and how they're in your belly, like, like we were once there and like, they are there and then they turn into us. And then like we get older and one day they'll get older. Like it's crazy when you really break it down and realize like you are a literal vessel of another life at the same time. Like, you know, something's in there while you're still living. It's crazy. I also thought about this the other day. The best, besides the fact of no anxiety, right? Like 
I feel so confident in my body right now. I know what pregnancy feels like. I know what I'm up against. I know, oh, this is normal. This is not, you know, whatever. I have a pretty good idea by your third time. Besides the anxiety of pregnancy, number one, I would also genuinely say being pregnant for the first time is something you'll never be able to replicate purely because the awareness that you get to have for that pregnancy is so special and it's so in real time. You can still go to Target whenever the fuck you want and be pregnant. You can still go to a concert if you fucking wanted to on a Tuesday night and still be pregnant. You could go on whatever trip you wanted to and still be pregnant. You could do whatever miscellaneous thing you want to do and still be pregnant. But when you start having multiple pregnancies, this is obvious, right? But then you have kids to think about during that pregnancy. So like even when I was pregnant with Matt, with Archie and I had Maddox, I couldn't just up and go somewhere whenever I wanted and be pregnant, right? Like I had to figure out how to get Maddox in the car or who's going to babysit him or this or that. All of a sudden you're on pregnancy number three. I think that's why it's like out of sight, out of mind that you're pregnant. Cause it's like, it doesn't matter. You don't get, you don't get special treatment. You don't get to relax extra. You don't like nothing. You're just, you're in the trenches every day doing whatever it is you need to do and balance everything. Like I think of how productive I was when I was pregnant with Maddox. Like I got so much shit done because I also, I still technically had nothing else to do, right? You're just physically pregnant. Yeah, that was a special time. I will, I will say that. And someone actually asked on my Q&A the other day, if you don't follow my Not Just Another Mom account, make sure you do. It's like my, I would say it's my personal account, but I would say it's more of just my everyday life account. Like, I don't know. I'm, like I said, and I've told you guys, I've just, I've been going through this evolution. I'm trying to figure out what's popping. So anyways, follow that. Someone asked. Number one, they asked about like mom friends in motherhood, but also they asked about how to not compare yourself to people who don't have children on social media because like it, it seems to tank their mental health. And then I also got questions about having friends in general who like aren't moms yet. And you feel like they like, don't get it. And I had like, I had a lot of thoughts on that because I'm so lucky. I have a built-in best friend with my sister. Like I, I'm so lucky, even my brother, I'm so lucky to have siblings because your siblings in most cases, I know think like family dynamics can change, but in most cases, your siblings are always there. You know, I could be so annoyed with my sister. My sister could be so annoyed with me. Never once have I thought about like cutting off communication, hating her forever, et cetera, right? I'm so grateful for that relationship we have. Same with my brother. Even if I want a day where I just want to hang out with someone, like he'll come over, you know, we'll, we'll hang, we'll get food, we'll whatever. So I'm very grateful I have those built-in BFFs and on top of my sister having kids. It makes it even better, right? However, having friends that, having friends or even acquaintances, you're around people all the time, you're, you're on social media, you scroll all the time, you see people who don't have children and you kind of find this feeling of, I wouldn't even say like envy because I don't find myself jealous of people who don't have kids because I fucking love my kids so much and, it, and it's hard and it's grueling and it's difficult, but I would never ever not wanna be a mom and my life is so much more enriched with them So I find myself, if anything, not envious, just mourning my old self, right? So number one, I found that it's way easier to just eliminate that from like my feed. 
if I can, you know, obviously like, I still want to support people like shit. You deserve to slay your life too. I don't give a fuck. But if in my current life stage, in my current like place where I'm just, I'm, I'm in the trenches with children, three, going to be three under the age of four. Like it's just not relatable to me. So I try to find a lot of people that can fill my feed, especially we're talking social media or fill my life that are just relatable to that. Um, and I found it just has helped my mental health because when I get on social media or even whatever, I go to look at stuff, everyone looks the same as me, quote unquote. And it just feels very comfortable. Um, like everyone's in their pajamas at 10 AM. Everyone's complaining about low sleep. Like we're all allowed to. So that makes me feel better. Now, when it comes to like having friends who don't have kids, I think a lot of people are understanding. Like a lot of people try, I hear, let me use that word. They try to be understanding. Like even when my sister had Mila and I didn't have kids yet, I tried so hard to be understanding for her, right? Like I'm her sister. Like I did whatever I could. I remember I spent the night with her. Mila was maybe a week old. I spent the night with her to try to get up with her, like with my sister, even just to help. And I, I tried, but until you're there, you just don't get it right. Like you just, you don't like, I think back and I'm like, oh my God, the ways I could have helped my sister that I didn't. And I didn't, cause I didn't know. You don't know what you don't know. So it's hard to have those friends who aren't parents when they're like, oh, no, 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 I get it. It's like, they, like, you just don't, you just don't. And it's not negative. It's not your, again, it's not your fault. Like you don't know what you don't know. But I think that's why a lot of moms gravitate towards other moms. It's, it really is kind of like a token club that it's just you, if you know, you know, you know, type of vibes. So anyways, that's just my little spiel today, but watches. Okay. Watches. I just watched lover stalker killer fire on Netflix. I, I always tell you guys what I watch and I wish I could debrief them, but I don't want to ruin it specifically like these documentaries. So you guys got to watch lover stalker killer. It's like an hour and a half. So well done. Amazing. That's all I'm going to say. Not, I wouldn't say like, Oh, it's amazing. It's just, it's crazy. Crazy story. Number two, American nightmare. Okay. I told you guys, I think last week I started it. It's kind of, uh, I didn't really get through it. Watched it. It was awesome. The end had me just like in tears. Last thing I watched, um, was the new season of love is blind. I was not expecting to watch this. Okay. Like I, I really wasn't, I was in bed one night. It was early. Wyatt and Ty were watching UFC and I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to put it on the way that I watch love is blind though. I'm going to keep it very real is I, I skip through half the episodes in the first, like in the pods, like I'll kind of like watch, I'll listen to some of their conversations. So I, I understand what needs to go on with the characters, but I'm just like fast forwarding through, like, I don't need the small talk. I don't need, you know, I want to understand the relationship dynamics. I don't need to know everything. So I just kind of like skip through. I genuinely don't watch an episode from beginning to end until they are out of the pods in the pods. I just skim through. So I watched pretty much all like six episodes or whatever it was in like an hour and a half. I <laughs> just like, so, um, my consensus is number one, this is a great season. I I'm, I'm really liking it. I like the characters. I like the plot twists that I can tell are developing. There's no one on there. That's like, as of right now, super cringe besides Chelsea. I think that's her name, man. She is just getting lit up online. I think that's the scariest thing about doing a TV show is you don't know how it's going to go for you. Fast forward. You don't know how it's going to end up fast forward. You don't know how it's going to be edited. You have no control over that. And then number four, you don't know how people are going to respond to it. So all of these people on love is blind, 
besides Jessica, who's like probably the hottest mom I've ever seen, everyone's getting lit up. Like every, well, I mean, there's some people getting lit up in a good way. Like I think this is named Trevor. Some of the girls, you know, they're like, oh, I love them, whatever. But the few that are being hated are hated. This goes for last season though, too. This goes for any season of Love is Blind. Those characters who are not liked are, I mean, it is well known. You are seeing memes everywhere. You're seeing pop reports. You're seeing E! News. You're seeing TMZ. Like you're seeing people report on it and like laugh about it, blast them. I'm telling you, I would not be well. Okay. I'm telling you, I would not be well. Um, and for that girl, Jessica to do it while having a 10 year old, number one, I think is badass. I commend her. Okay. We deserve as moms. She said it best. We deserve to also be our individual selves, but to do it with a kid is crazy. And I only say that because I would be so scared to make the wrong name unintentionally for like my family. And that affects kids from there on out, but especially one who is already 10, like goes to public school, probably goes to, you know, Oh my God, I would have been so nervous. Um, but obviously it's working out well for her. And she does seem just like a genuinely like nice person, but it's just, you don't know. And then people, internet sleuths, even if you're a nice person, oh, they're just going ham on Reddit right now, trying to figure out what the, what shit they can talk, you know? So it's, it's ballsy to be on a show period. And I don't even care what show it is. It could be the fucking amazing race. It could be survivor. Like people still dig nowadays that scares the shit out of me. And like, honestly, I think in my head, I'm like, what could you dig up on me? I'm like, I like, don't know. Besides, you know, what high school, like we all sent, sent photos to guys like, hello, welcome to every single teenager in America, especially during that time when texting was like literally invented. That's like the only dirt you could pull up. And even then it's like, who would do that? Like you're a teenage kid. Like, have fun distributing child porn. Like, I don't know what to call it. You know, it's like, we didn't know we were doing as teenagers. So that would really be the only thing that I would think, you know, but even then I'm like, but people will make things up. People will manipulate things. I don't know. I just think being on shows like that, being your truest self is just so vulnerable. I give a lot of credit, but could not be me. (laughs) I wouldn't mind being on The Bachelor. Like, take me back, right? Obviously, I think The Bachelor, Bachelorette type vibe would be fun. But again, people dig. The only thing I think Love is Blind, it's very vulnerable. Like, that's such a vulnerable position to be in to like have to get engaged, have to get married, meet someone who you've never seen before. How many times do you think those doors have opened and they're like, you're not my type? Okay, emotional connection is very important. And I think can make a huge difference in the way you perceive someone's looks. But at the end of the day, sexual chemistry, physical chemistry, that can and will make or break a fucking relationship. That doesn't mean I have to think your spouse is handsome. That doesn't mean you have to think my spouse is handsome. We have to just think it ourselves, right? But if you don't think it yourself, it ain't floating for you, okay? So physical attraction is so important. So when you see those doors open in their first thought, their first like reactions are like, "Ah." it's like, yeah, this isn't going to work. You just can't make up sexual chemistry. You can't. So that's really all I watched this week. Um, wellness corner, not too much. We do have new Alani nutrition coming, which is exciting. I will be at the Arnold with them. So if you come to Columbus, Ohio, come see my 
pregnant ass at the Arnold, which is crazy, crazy to go to the Arnold pregnant fucking that's funny. But they asked me to come to the booth and I'm like, yeah, like, why not? Like, it's fun. Like who gives a fuck? So I'm going, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. You guys, I'm going to have to link my makeup routine that I'm using right now. Cause I'm going to be honest, like you can't see me a, like super close, but I do look incredibly gorgeous today and I'm just going to leave it at that. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I talk about BetterHelp a lot, seeing as that it's benefited me in the past two years. Some people think, you know, maybe, oh, things have to get really bad until you can go to therapy. You're like, I'm not depressed. Why do I need therapy? But really, therapy is a tool to where you're using it before things were to get worse and to avoid being at your lowest low. I don't know about you, but why the fuck would you want to get to your lowest low before you climb out to the to that top again, right? BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't have to see anyone on your camera. You don't have to wear pants. You don't even have to put on pajamas. You could be naked wherever you're at and do a therapy session with your therapist. So for me personally, I like to put my AirPods in. I'll walk around my desk room. I'll go for a walk outside when it's nice out, whatever it may be. And that's what works for me. It is customizable and it is more affordable than most in-person therapy. Give it a try. See why over two million, million, trillion people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. And girls, don't forget to get on betterhelp.com slash Desby and put in that discount code. If you forget that, you do not get that 10% off your first month. And that is the deal with being a listener of Brunch with Desby. Okay, quick sip before we get into our tell me a secret. Mm -mm -mm. I really just wanted a chill vibe today. It's nine o'clock in the morning. You know, I'm just like getting into it. Get into it. You know, it's kind of like where I'm at. Okay, hopefully these are good. I'm going to be honest. I did not look through them. I never do. Like these are always pure reactions. So if they're not good, it's like honestly on you. Okay. One time, the evening after a heavy leg session, I was reading a spicy fantasy book and it got me in the mood. So I pulled out my good old battery-operated boyfriend, Bob, to take care of some things before going to bed. A few minutes later, I felt some quad tightness, tightness, but pushed through because mama didn't raise a bitch. Therefore, I came so hard that I couldn't move, but actually couldn't move because both of my quads cramped harder than anything I've ever experienced in my life. When I tell you I had to use my arms to physically pick up my legs one at a time and reposition them on my bed. Anyway, I didn't know what to do. So I laid there in panic for 10 whole minutes debating what I'd tell 911 if I had to call for help because I got off so hard that I was unable to use my legs. Eventually the cramp worked itself out. Crisis averted. Sincerely, the bitch who's now scared to read smut on leg days. (laughs) That is so funny. Wait, I, I can definitely see how that can happen. That is fucking hilarious. Wait, like drop the book though. Like what? Um, oh my God, that's funny. That, that brought a sense of like, 
that brought a sense of humanity to today's podcast. Just like life is life, you know, shit like this weird shit happens every day that none of us are going to talk about, but I love this for us. When I was in seventh grade, there was a new girl that moved to town and became, and we became pretty close. Both of our parents were divorced and none of our primary parents lived in the same town about an hour away. We were both going to stay at our other parents' house for the weekend and decided to have a sleepover at her house. She invited another friend from an old school over as well. Her mom went MIA that night and left us at my friend's older sister. Oh, left us with my friend's older sister and boyfriend. So we were pretty much unsupervised. I don't know why we decided to do this, but at some point we thought it'd be fun to experiment. We ended up kissing, fingering, and scissoring each other. I don't even know how we knew how to do all that stuff. We didn't sleep at all. The next morning we went out to get breakfast in my, and found my sister's and sister and boyfriend's making out on her mom's bed. My friend asked if they were going to have sex and they said, probably my friend asked, can we watch? And they said, yes, the three of us were literally lined up against the wall about to watch them fuck. When we heard my stepmom pull in the driveway, I think about how much that might've fucked me up if I had watched and think, thank God my step stepmom came even though I did. And I still do hate her. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I still can't believe they let me stay there and they had never met her or her family. I had only known the girl for a couple months. I've never told anyone this. And honestly, thinking about it makes me sick to my stomach. Sincerely, a girl whose innocence was shattered. Okay, this is crazy. Seventh fucking grade. So let me think. Seventh grade, it was like, I was seven, eight, nine, ten. I was like 12. I was like 11 or 12 in seventh grade. And I think that's a pretty like normal age is what I'm saying. This is crazy to me because I always used to get so pissed off at my mom when she would have to like talk to a parent first or like, nope, you can't spend the night over there. I don't trust their parenting. Like, and it always sounded so harsh. I was like, God, mom, you're a bitch. But I think of like stuff like this that could have happened at places, homes that I shouldn't have been. And even the thing, the places that no offense, mom, if you're listening, even some of the places my mom let me go that we still were kind of like, you know, naughty or like did stuff that's insane. How many of you, like, I'm just genuinely curious, like maybe I'll put this on my story today is experimenting with women, like super common. And I'm only saying that because I like kissed a girl, you know, like whatever. And I think women are hot. So like I could see myself like making out with girls, like whatever. I just, I personally never was really presented the place. Like I'm going to be so transparent. Like it just never really happened for me never was drunk enough. And when I probably was drunk enough, I was with a guy, you know, like that's fine. Is it like normal to experiment with women? Like have, have a lot of you guys done that? Is that a thing? Was it an awakening? Was it more of like a, Oh yeah, that wasn't for me to think about being in seventh grade, scissoring, fingering, like your friends at a sleepover. How do you even get there? Like, again, hormones are surging. I'm definitely not judging. I'm just like, is that normal? Have a lot of you guys had that kind of experience? Wow, that was wild. That was wild. Hey, Des, longtime follower, listener. Love you so much and love the season of life you're in. Thank you so much. So I emailed you a few years back about how I was struggling with infertility due to a past life-threatening eating disorder. And in the midst of it, I had to take my friend to get an abortion. Oh my God, I remember that. Well, fast forward and now I finally gave birth, oh stop, to a gorgeous baby boy who is now almost one. That friend and I were inseparable for two years until she met her now husband. When they got engaged, I was pregnant and our friendship completely changed. She called only when it was convenient for her, making attempts to hang out 
seemed like a chore. And I was very understanding of this as I know what it's like to be in love and I was pregnant. So our ideas of quote, hanging out were vastly different. However, I was extremely hurt when she quote, accidentally scheduled her dress shopping on the same day as my baby shower. I asked her if, if it had to be that day. And she was super offended by the question. I let it go. After having my baby, we didn't talk a whole bunch, but she asked me to be in her wedding. And while I'd done a lot for her in our friendship, she had also been a huge blessing for me in times of hardship. So I wanted to be there for her. She asked if we were all comfortable spending $600 on her bachelorette party. And while I said it could be a bit of a financial strain, I told her I would make it work. She is incredibly important to me. As the trip approached, I became very anxious about leaving my son. I never left him overnight before, and the thought of leaving him for three nights was overwhelming for me. I will admit that I cried to her a few times about it. During the trip, I tried my best to have fun, and as I mentioned before, I've struggled in the past with an eating disorder. So, I get extremely self-conscious around other women. I did make a few comments about my appearance, but I was very cautious not to talk about my body specifically, as there were girls there with larger bodies than mine. I got really drunk one of the nights and I made an Instagram story that said, I'm the ugly girl in the group and I'm perfectly fine with that. I did have one cry on the trip about missing my son, but by the end of the trip, I'd spent $1,200, which is double what I estimated. And aside from that, I felt like it was a really great bachelorette party. Three days after the trip, that friend called me and told me that I was that because I was unwilling to budget well enough for the party and because I made the entire trip about myself, by crying and talking about my body, I was no longer wanted in the wedding. Oh my God, my heart was broken. I began hyperventilating and couldn't stop for hours. I asked if we could talk about it. She told me her mind was made up and that that was that. Later, she texted me and she said she didn't want to have me in the party, but I had an invite to the bridal shower and the wedding. We haven't spoken since and my soul is shattered. I didn't go to either of the events due to a broken heart and can't decide if that was shitty of me or not. It's been two months since the bachelorette party and I'm still stewing over this and seriously insecure and friendless. That's wild. Okay. So first off, what do you mean budget? Okay. The first thing that caught me off guard though, was her saying that you didn't budget well enough when you said that you spent like $1,200 and I'm assuming you didn't just like leave people unpaid or shit like that. So that to me is weird. Also saying that you made it about yourself doesn't seem real, but also like you were drunk. I don't know. Regardless, bachelorette parties are crazy. Bachelorette parties can be crazy. Bachelor parties can be crazy. You don't like hold on to the version of that person that you've seen at a party, whether it's the bride, whether it's a bridesmaid, doesn't matter for her to do that is crazy. Like that takes crazy balls. The only thing I will say, and this just me playing devil's advocate is that the Instagram story was definitely a little too much, but like you said, you owned up to it. You were drunk. You said it. You tried to be conscious about the comments of your body and obviously being a close friend, she had known you probably struggled before. So that is so fucked up. I'm sorry. I don't think that you not then going to anything is a super shitty mood because at the end of the day, can your friendship really like come back from that? It would take a lot. It would take a lot. So that is so heartbreaking. You're allowed to mourn that and feel bad, but also it's one of those things you just got to move on. You know, people, people in your life will come and go in different seasons of your life and serve different purposes. And it never, ever has to mean, and it never should mean that you have to like hate these people or have such animosity towards them. But you just have to honor that that part of your life has passed and like new people will come in who are meant to be there. It's trust me, not a fun feeling. I'm not like condoning it, but just sit in the suck, sit in the emotions and just know that something, something better will come in, manifest that.
Today is my son's first birthday. I've been so emotional all week over it. It's literally been the best year ever and went by so fast. Well, here's the plot twist. I am also two days late for my period and I'm always on time. I took a pregnancy test this evening, girl. I'm effing pregnant. <laughs> I'm literally shook right now, feeling so many emotions and holy shit, my head is spinning. We always knew we wanted two kids and this is 100% a result of birthday sex on my birthday earlier this month. I'm going to take another test in the morning. Obviously anything can happen. So I'm just going to pray this pregnancy sticks as well and just take things one at a time. But immediately I was like, dude, what the fuck? I can't tell anyone. So it kills me. I have to tell Des B my secret. I will be coming to you for advice on two or two. My husband basically travels for a living. I'm wondering how I will survive in my feels about baby one, not being my only baby anymore. And two, not being a baby anymore. I'm so happy is so shocked. My brain is in many places. Had to tell someone and you are my someone. Sincerely, a mama who got laid on her birthday to find out she's pregnant on her kid's birthday. <laughs> that's cute. Congrats, whoever this is. That's so special. Thank you for sharing. And that's a beautiful thing about this podcast, right? I have, I have no idea who the fuck you guys are. Um, I cannot look it up. I have no idea. It's truly just all anonymous. So um, that is so special. Also, I found out I was pregnant so we had Maddox's birthday and then I found out I was pregnant 10 days later. So it was a little bit later, but I was technically pregnant like on his birthday. Right. And again, both situations before I found out I was pregnant, I was feeling myself with him and with Archie. I was like, oh my God, like this has been such a great year or for Archie specifically it was a year and a half, which was also like awesome. It was a great gap, but it just com comes at you quick, babe, comes at you quick because your husband came in you quick. You know what I'm saying? Like we know how babies are made, um, but also I still stand by the fact I should not be pregnant right now. And I don't fucking know how it happened. I will stand by that motherfucker. Same with Archie. There is no reason I should have got pregnant with Archie either. Ever. I know how to get pregnant. Trust me. I get it. You know, oh, you know what you're doing. Yeah. It shouldn't have happened. I'm leaving it there. Okay. So buckle up because this is a doozy. This is a long one, so we don't have too many left. In high school, I had a tight-knit friend group. We all played softball and did everything together. Our parents were all best friends, too. One of my friends, we'll call her B, mom, had been can battling cancer, breast cancer, for years. Unfortunately, we all knew her fight was coming to an end, so our moms came on this trip with us for a good last memory all together. Now, this is where things get fucked up. B and her mom came a couple days later on our trip because she had a graduation party at home. The rest of us were at the airport about to board our flight when I get a text from B's dad. Just between you and me, I want one nice pic of you on this beach, please. I was literally in shock. Like, why the hell is this man, my best friend's dad, asking me for this? What the fuck? The next two days, he would randomly send me more texts asking for bikini pics. One day, he even sent me an Insta model in a thong bikini and said, where are my pics like this? What the fuck is going on? I told a couple of my friends because I was really weirded out when they were like, do we tell our moms? Do we tell B? We didn't know what to do. Oh, and he was also hanging out with my dad in he, when he sent this. Again, the man's wife is literally dying of cancer and he's texting his daughter's best friend who just turned 18. I mean, I guess he was smart enough to wait until I was 18, but still. Oh, and he is also a sheriff. What? He did text me once. B and her mom got to the beach house and none of us said, oh, he didn't text me once. B and her mom got to the beach house and none of us said anything to either of them. It was also awkward for me. I don't remember him texting me again, but fast forward about a year. Unfortunately, B's mom lost her battle to breast cancer and it was a very tough time for all of us, but it didn't take long for B's dad to start back up on his bullshit. He started asking another girl in our friend group for titty pics. It got to the point where he literally offered to buy her a car if she sent it to him. He would realize that he made her uncomfortable and would call her the next day apologizing. 
He said he was drunk and he didn't actually mean it, but he would continue to text her like, if you want a sugar daddy, fine, but then don't keep hitting up. If you want to be a sugar daddy, fine, but don't keep hitting up um, our best friends and putting them in awkward spots. Fast forward now, three years later, it had been a while since I heard from him, heard of him texting people until a couple weeks ago. He messaged my future sister-in-law who again, same age as me and B and also played softball together. He asked her if she would be interested in a relationship with a guy like him after he saw her hiking by herself in the middle of nowhere. And he was on a job. She straight up was like, I literally went to school with your daughter. At one point after she responded to him, he said, don't be scared. If you're not interested, it's okay. Like if you have to start a sentence with don't be scared, what the fuck are you doing? Anyways, my wedding's in a couple months and I don't know what to do now because I'm supposed to explain to B why I didn't invite her dad, but also didn't want him there being a creep hitting on the flower girl, joking, but not sincerely the girl who wants to expose this disgusting fucker. I am at a loss. That is crazy. Number one. I would have already told someone about this, honestly. Like, I don't think that is something. As a teenager, like you're 18, I can see, you know, keeping it to yourself because you're like uncomfortable. But once you reach 19, 20, 21, that is no longer a thought or feeling. Like, that is an immediate, I'm going to someone to tell them. The only thing that would worry me is if you were to go to like the cops because he should be on like a sex offender list. You should not be a sheriff. Like that's so fucked up. People, just because you're a cop, just because you're whatever, doesn't mean you get away with shit like that. That'd be the only worry about me going to law enforcement as we've fucking seen time and time again is them just hiding shit and covering it up to cover their friends. So I don't know how I would go about that. I feel like at that point I would like, I'd have to go to like the Michigan state cops to tell them and then have them take care of it in the district or something. I don't know, but I would have definitely told someone. And honestly, at that point, I probably... Like, do you tell your friend? I feel like I would tell my friend. But then, like, you wouldn't want to because you wouldn't want to embarrass her. Like, it's not her fault. Fuck, that's hard. You guys have to comment below. Would you tell your friend? Would you tell your friend that her dad is being weird, weird to you? Let me know. I was talking to this guy for four months. I finally decided to go back to the bars with him and his friends, and we ended up back at his place. Up until then, I wanted to just be friends because I knew he was a hoe. When we ended up having sex, I woke up to a notification on his phone from his girlfriend that I didn't know he had. Mind you, we had big heart-to-heart talks on life, so I knew, I thought I knew him. Two weeks later, I made out with his roommate and BFF in front of him, and we started dating. Sincerely, hit him where it hurts. How do people just cheat? How do people cheat? Seriously, like, I, I don't think I ever could I don't think I ever could just knowing, oh, like they'll never find out. That's so fucked up. One week post breakup, I was with my friend's family. Their daughter, who is my cousin in my age, had all her boyfriend's friends over. I got fucked up and hooked up with her boyfriend's best friend who isn't even 21. I was 23. My dad was sleeping in the basement right under the room we were in. Him and my cousin's stepsister barged in the next morning. Luckily, I was closed by then. I definitely didn't do the walk of shame into work that morning as I had no work clothes until my mom brought them to me. Sincerely, breakup baddie. (laughs) You guys have some crazy stories. I literally, I could never. I could never. Okay, last one. We're ending on this. Wrap up a good episode. We have plenty more secrets to revisit in a couple of weeks. I had a hookup buddy. I got pregnant. I then found out he lied about his name and texted me through an app so I had 
no information. Well, I'm super smart and I found out everything, even down to where his girlfriend was born and how much her house, how much she bought her house for. Yep, he had a girlfriend the whole time. I know where all his family members live, his last five places of employment and his girlfriend's. He wanted me to have an abortion. I met up with him seven months pregnant to tell him and seeing the look on his face when I called him out will be my all-time favorite. He is not involved. His girlfriend doesn't know. His family doesn't know. But my child is very love. Sincerely, Jay. Okay, kind of like a power trip. Like, and there's where like at the end of the day, like your body, your choice, right? And I, I really do stand by that. If that is a child that you wanted, which obviously like you did, you got it and that's yours. He's not involved. You were okay with that. You knew what you signed up for, what you wanted. It is what it is. But I think that's very commendable because to be able to, I think for me, like the biggest thing, and I mean, even think of how my kids look. Okay. Archie does, Archie does kind of look like me. Maddox looks just like Wyatt. If I didn't love Wyatt, like say I hated Wyatt or he like fucked me over or something back in the Dizay and I had his kid, you know how hard it would be for me to look at Maddox every single day in, in like a mental way, right? Where you're like, you look just like your fucking dad. That I feel like that would be hard for me to where, again, I commend people who continue to like move forward and be great, like single moms by choice or single moms in general, post-divorce, et cetera. And like life happens, you have, you do what you got to do, but it is a very interesting mix because you know that like that baby, that child is a mixture of two people, you know, you can't, can't run away from that. Can't run away from genetics. All right. We've, we've seen that firsthand. So that makes me wonder what this baby is going to look like. Cause isn't it weird? Like, I feel like every time I say every time I've only had two babies, but Maddox, I didn't know what he would look like. And then Archie, I didn't know what he would look like, but I thought he would just like, look like Maddox naturally, like coming out. I was like, oh yeah, it'll just be like a copy paste. And then he looks so different. And this baby I know will also just look different. It's weird. Genetics are so weird. So anyways, I'm feeling nauseous. I think, I think I have to go throw up to be very honest. So we will talk next Sunday. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thanks for being a part of my brunch gang, um, for almost four years now. And regardless of where this goes, I'm so appreciative of the time we have together, the times we've consistently had together and the times we'll continue to have together moving forward. So love you guys. That's all for this episode of Brunch with Des B. I hope you enjoyed hanging out, laughing, or maybe even crying with me today because let's be honest, you never know what you'll get here. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, share with your family and friends, or even just to social media and tag me in it so I can share. Love you guys.